when we freak out, when we're like, oh no, what are we going to do? We're in, you know, we're, we're being persecuted or we're struggling uh, emotionally, you know, we're depressed or we have to fear going to church or whatever it might be, right? All of that fear and anxiety is because for a minute we've confused ourselves with God. Like we have some sort of power over what is happening and instead of, you know, recognizing who really is God. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Him Partial, the podcast where we talk all things church music. I'm Monet Funka. And I'm Kara Deverell. And today we're going to be looking at the hymn, Be Still My Soul. And you'd be surprised. We are going to cover the Russian Empire, the 1924 Olympics and Lutheran pietism. So stay tuned. But first, a bit of housekeeping. We know the internet is a weird place nowadays, so we want to make sure our subscribers are able to keep in touch should an algorithm change or if for any reason speaking about church music gets us kicked off the webs. We don't want big tech to keep us from bringing you hymn goodness every week. So please, if you haven't already, head over to hymnpartial.com and sign up for our free weekly newsletter. We will not spam you and we will not sell your info to advertisers. In our weekly newsletter, we include fun bonus content like links um, about the info we're speaking about on the show, content you cannot get elsewhere. So make sure you go to hymnpartial.com to sign up. That's right. You should not sleep on the newsletter. Subscribers can actually also submit mailbag questions to us and there is a good chance that we will answer them on the show. Like this question from one of our listeners who asked us, how did Him Partial get started? So um, this is a great question. We talked about it a little bit on one of our previous episodes, but I think it is a good story, so we should answer it again. Monet, is there anything you want to say about this? Yeah, I mean, we got started just, I, I want to say on a whim. I think most of the story comes from your side of the table, but really it was kind of just an exchange of texts one day. You know, you were like, do you think this would be a good idea? And I was like, yeah, this would be a great idea. And then you were like, do you want to co-host it? <laughs> so it, it kind of was just, but I think prior to that and um, prior to that, we were in the thick of the lockdown in 2020 and you were doing something really encouraging online every day. You were posting a hymn for every day of the lockdown to kind of encourage folks who are following you on social media. So it kind of, I feel like it was a crescendo of what you had already been doing. You'd been trying to encourage your friends and your, your social media followers through hymns. And I was one of them. So by the time you hit me with this idea, I was like, yeah, this is, this, this is it. We should talk about hymns on a podcast. Yeah, it's funny. Like I had dabbled with the idea of podcasting for a while and I was kind of like, I like to write. So I was like, oh, I should do one about books and stuff. And then it's kind of like, oh, there are tons. And then um, I hadn't thought about it when I was posting hymns on social media. It was just that um, a friend of mine, actually the same listener that <laughs> asked this question, you know who you are. She sent me this podcast by um uh I can't remember is it Nancy Lee 
Nancy Na- Lee, oh, um, Leda Moss. whatever her name is. She, I think she's gotten That's married. That's it, yeah. So that might not be her last name anymore. But yeah, I know who you're talking about. That's probably what mm-hmm. was tripping me up, yeah. Anyway, so she sent me this episode in which she and another person talked about the hymn, Be Still My hey. Soul. And yeah, it was a special. And I was kind of like, because both of us love it, my friend sent it to me and I was like, this is really good. Someone should do this, not just as a yeah. one-off, but like as a... Uh, Mm -hmm. a regular thing and I was kind of like that'd be really cool so I went out and I looked for podcasts and I was like oh okay there aren't any I wonder if it's because there just isn't a listenership for this and then I was thinking about it Mm -hmm. for a couple days and I ended up texting Monet and saying do you think that people would listen to this and (laughs) she said yes and then I was like do you want to (laughs) co-host it with me (laughs) and she said yes and then she made it happen so that's how we got started Thanks to that listener for that great question. Um, But yeah, like we said, if you sign up for our mailbag, you'll be prompted to ask us a question every week and we might just answer it on our next episode. Yeah, which is quite exciting. And I was very excited by this question because it ties in so beautifully to this episode, which I had planned before I even knew Hmm. that that was going to be a question. So I don't know about you, but I'm excited but nervous to be talking about Be Still My Soul because I have some very mixed Uh history with this hymn. Um, It's good. It's it's (laughs) mostly good. (laughs) But first, Monet, are you familiar with this hymn? I am. I can't say I've sang it a lot. I've maybe sang it a handful of times over the years. Um, (laughs) it's, It's really funny. I know that this line, you know, comes from scripture, but I think, (laughs) I weirdly think of, there's this series of movies like, um, with a character called Medea from the, from the States. It's basically like, she's supposed to be like this country kind of like grandma, like no nonsense type of figure. And, um, there's this one scene in a movie, in one of the movies, I can't even remember which one, because I've seen so many of them, but, um, She's sitting at the dining room table (laughs) and she says, the Bible says, peace be still, but I like to have a piece of steel. And she pulls out a gun. (laughs) It was just like this ridiculous (laughs) line. And that's just what I think of when I think of like, peace be still or be still my soul. I think of like Medea pulling out a gun and, and making this silly pun. So yeah, my side story. It sounds like quite a funny show. (laughs) It is. So I might have to pause and take a deep breath a couple times during this episode because even as I prepared, I found myself tearing up Mm. Um, because this song is one that I've sung at the best of times and at the worst of times. Mm. So a good friend of mine requested that we sing this at his funeral. Wow. uh, Which was really sad. Another good friend of mine, she walked down the aisle to the tune because it's a really lovely Mm. tune. Um, so it also has this like really happy connotation too. And um, it's been a something of a steadying influence in times of sorrow and joy and anxiety. If I'm particularly sad or anxious, I will sing this song to myself. Wow. That's such a range yes. of different events like to associate this song with, like literally, like you said, the best and the worst of times. It it literally (laughs) is like weddings and funerals. It's just like, wow. But it is, it's a wonderful, wonderful song. But where did it come from? Mm. 
So you're going to like this um, because she comes from, I think, near where your husband is oh. from. Yeah. Uh, so the words were written by Catherine Amelia Dorothea von Schlegel. Wow. <laughs> who- <laughs> what a name. Goodness. Yeah. People think she was probably an aristocrat, which will not surprise you from yeah. a name like that. <laughs> Um, we don't actually know that much about her, except that she was born in 1697 mm-hmm. and died at some point after that. Yes. <laughs> um, well, we don't know when. And we're kind of like, there's some speculation that she may have been alive in 1760 something, hmm. but we're not sure. I don't know. So other than that, she was connected with a small court at, I think it's pronounced Cothen. North of Halle, really? Halle, in Germany. Interesting. Yeah. I th- is Halle where you're... Yes, that's where he was born. Yeah, that's where okay. he was born. Okay, so she's from near there yeah, as well. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so little's known of her life. Some people suggest she might have become a Lutheran nun, hmm. but we don't know. Um, she is believed to be one of the foremost women hymn writers of her time, but there are only about 20 of her hymns still in existence. And this is the only one I could find in English. Wow. The words only actually survived because of a British woman called Jane Borthwick, mm-hmm. who translated it into English about a century after Catherine wrote it. So about 1855. Okay. It originally had like a number of verses, but only five of them made it into English. And most of us only actually sing three of them nowadays. Yeah. So in the classic style, the tune itself wasn't written until much, much (laughs) later. Um, It's called Finlandia and Monet. Can you guess from the name which country (laughs) it was written in? (laughs) Norway. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm going to guess Finland. (laughs) That was an excellent guess. Final answer. Um, Good deductions. Final answer. (laughs) (laughs) So the story to the tune is actually a little bit crazy. Um, It was written by a composer called Sibelius. Called what? Sibelius. Wow. I only know who he is because there's actually music software named after him. Um. It was written as a patriotic mm-hmm. piece in 1899. It was one of a set of six tunes which were written to reflect the tumultuous history of the Finnish mm. nation. However, at the time, the Russian Empire was in charge and the Finnish people couldn't actually openly call it Finlandia because it was deemed too patriotic. So they came up with other names for it. And it kind of like feels like they're just taking the mick because one of the other names they call it was like Happy Feelings at the Awakening of Finnish Spring. (laughs) You're kind of like, you guys are just, yeah, just stop it. So um, creepily, Finlandia also features as one of the last of 12 pieces Sibelius wrote for the Masonic ritual music. The what? Masonic ritual? Masonic Masonic ritual okay. music. Is this like that? Sorry, I don't know a ton about like that, but I, I feel like 
sorry, carry on. I've cut you off in the middle of a thought. And my thought was, are you talking about like that order, that special order of guys that wear the funny hats and like, okay, you are. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, it's basically yeah, a okay. cult, um, which I will happily <laughs> say. Um, a very kind yeah. of cult. You don't want to yeah. go near it. But yeah, it's it features in the Masonic ritual music. Awkward. Um, so you know what's really crazy? Is that it feels like Sibelius lived forever ago, but he only actually died in 1957. Really? Yeah. I also discovered this week that's a little bit off tangent, but it really like blew my mind was that Herod that tried to kill yeah. baby Jesus also tried to kill Cleopatra. Wow. Like that timeline wow. crosses and it's just, you don't think of them being around the you same don't. time. But Anyway, that was like a little aside that I was really excited about. <laughs> now you got me thinking about the timeline of Herod. We'll have to talk about that offline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to know how I found that out, I will recommend the podcast oh, I was right. listening to you. Um, just email us or, or comment on this video or something, yes. and I'll tell you about it. So back to mm-hmm. Finlandia. This tune is also used for the song "We Rest on Thee, Our Shield and Our Defender." Mm. I don't know if you ever sung I don't that think one. So no. Okay. Um, I haven't sung that in forever. Actually, it's not that common. Um, it has also been performed by none other than the symphonic metal band Nightwish. <laughs> symphonic metal band? What is that? <laughs> um, <laughs> think Phantom of the Opera meets metal. Oh. <laughs> so like... <laughs> my brother was very into Nightwish when we were younger. Um, what really made me smile was that after Russia hating on Finlandia, they actually opened, Nightwish opened their Moscow tour in 20, some, 2012 mm. or something with the tune Finlandia. <laughs> so that made me smile. Right, so far, we've got seditious yeah. Finnish music. We've got a potentially Lutheran nun that we know nothing about. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we move into another totally unrelated area of interest, which is the Olympics. <laughs> I know this hymn has a very interesting history. So Monet, have you ever seen Chariots of Fire? You know, as much as I know about this film, I have never seen it. Uh, I know like the theme music (laughs) and I know the, the, the premise of it being based on a real person, but that's about it. I have not actually sat and watched the movie. I don't actually remember that much about it. I think my mom got me to watch Mm. it when I was little. Um, and I remember being excited because there's the beach scene, you know, where they're like running along the beach. There's this famous scene with the music playing and mm. they're all running. Um, that's the beach at St. Andrews um, what? in what? Scotland. Yeah, it's the scene itself in the movie takes place in Kent, but it's shot yeah. in St. Andrews. And we spent a lot of time um, digging up that beach as kids. So that was yeah. really exciting. <laughs> but Anyway, mm. what has Chariots of Fire got to do with Be Still mm-hmm. My Soul? This feels like a random episode and it feels like I'm talking about a lot of random stuff, but it all mm. pulls together. Um, so Be Still My Soul has stood the test of time in no small way. It was Eric Liddell's favorite hymn. Now, Eric Liddell was a famous Olympian runner who the movie Chariots mm. of Fire is about. But there's so much more to his story than just his Olympic gold medal. 
So after his famous victory, he left running completely and went out to China to be a missionary, mm-hmm. um, just like his parents had been. So I think he was born out there or they were missionaries there when he was very mm-hmm. young or something. I can't remember. But he goes out there once he completes the Olympics. Um, but by 1936, if you remember from our Facing a Task Unfinished episode, the nationalists and the communists in China were beginning to clash violently yeah. um, and it all got very messy. And then China was dragged into World War II when the Japanese invaded. Mm-hmm. Um, and all this time, Little, is, he's there and he's working as a missionary. And he sends his wife and kids to Canada at the beginning of the war to mm-hmm. keep them safe. But he stays in China because he believed that his work wasn't finished yet and he would never see his family wow. again. So in 1943, the Japanese put Liddell in one of their notoriously brutal internment mm-hmm. camps in which he continued to preach the gospel. And he also taught the prisoners this hymn. Really? Yes, but it gets sadder. Mm-hmm. And whew, yes. Food supplies started to run out um, because of the war mm-hmm. and stuff. And life became even worse mm-hmm. than before. But... Little kept preaching the gospel and then he got lucky in God's, well, he didn't, in God's providence. He found himself at the top of a list of prisoner of war exchanges negotiated by Churchill. So Churchill sent them a list of British people and said, if you give the, give us these people and we'll give you back the same number of Japanese Hmm. people. He refused. Hmm. Um, And he gave up his chance for freedom to a lady who was heavily pregnant and chose instead to stay and serve the other prisoners. And as he lay dying a few years later, he requested this very hymn to be played for him. And the day after, he passed away at just 43 years old. Wow. Yeah, you see why this him is such an emotional roller coaster for me (laughs) Mm. um yeah so this hymn isn't just a pleasant sunday sing or a trite consolation when you feel sad the words have been sung in some of the darkest most horrific situations on earth and they've never been found wanting yeah so little said during that time um this quote which i found really encouraging and i thought might encourage you too he said Circumstances may appear to wreck our lives and God's plans, but God's not helpless among the ruins. God's love is still working. He comes in and takes the calamity and uses it victoriously, working out his wonderful plan of love. Yes. Amen. It's true. Yeah. You can't need a second to just digest all of that. But... This hymn remains popular today because we still live in a fallen world and suffering is still a part of life. So the words resonate with us because Mm -hmm. they're true. And one of the things I love about this hymn is that it not only acknowledges suffering as a painful reality, but leaves us with a resounding hope that all will end well because God cares for Mm -hmm. his people. So I'm going to read you the full five English Mm -hmm. verses. And then afterwards, if you wouldn't mind, Monet, could you... Read us Psalm 46, which is where the song's kind of drawn Mm -hmm. from. So the lyrics go, Be still, my soul, the Lord is on thy side. Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. 
Leave to thy God to order and provide, in every change he faithful will remain. Be still, my soul, the best, thy heavenly friend, through thorny ways leads to a joyful end. Be still, my soul, thy God doth undertake to guide the future as he has the past. Thy hope, thy confidence, let nothing shake, all now mysterious shall be bright at last. Be still, my soul, the waves and winds still know his voice who ruled them while he dwelt below. Be still, my soul, when dearest friends depart, and all is darkened in the veil of tears. Then shalt thou better know his love, his heart, who comes to soothe thy sorrow and thy fears. Be still, my soul, thy Jesus can repay from his own fullness all he takes away. Be still, my soul, the hour is hastening on when we shall be forever with the Lord. When disappointment, grief and fear are gone, sorrow forgot, love's purest joys restored. Be still, my soul, when change and tears are past, all safe and blessed, we shall meet at last. Be still, my soul, begin the song of praise, on earth, believing to thy Lord on high. Acknowledge him in all thy words and ways, so shall he view thee with a well-pleased eye. Be still, my soul, the sun of life divine, through passing clouds, shall but more brightly shine. Hmm. It's very beautiful. Very beautiful. Thanks so, Monet, could you read us um, Psalm 46? Most definitely. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God in, is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Amen. There are a couple of verses as well from Psalm 41, verses 10 and 13, that I also thought would be good to finish on. Mm -hmm. So they say, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And verse 13 says, For I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, fear not, I am the one who helps you. Amen. One of those was our memory verse from last year as well. We're both of them. At least one of them I memorized. I don't Just know about the, the other. One. I wondered if you'd remember that. I, I was did. like, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I did. I did. And it's a wonderful verse to hold on to and cling to because, um, you know, I think sometimes folks talk about the God of the Old Testament, right? They make it seem like he's 
you know, he's always frowning and, you know, he's got his hand stretched out to pour out his wrath, you know, and he's just like, grr. But like you find so many comforting promises in the Old Testament like this. Um, you know, he will, he will, he will strengthen us. He'll uphold us with his righteous. He, he will do that. That is our God. And in this, uh, the, the verse you gave me to read, be still and know that I am God. The themes of this hymn is like, calm down, recognize who I am. And that is the comfort of your soul. Like recognize that, you know, my power and my strength and my love and my comfort and everything will be fine, you know, because when we freak out, when we're like, oh, no, what are we going to do? We're in, you know, we're we're being persecuted or we're struggling uh, emotionally, you know, we're depressed or we have to fear going to church or whatever it might be. Right. All of that fear and anxiety is because for a minute we've confused ourselves with God. Like we have some sort of power over what is happening and instead of you know, recognizing who really is God and like that be stillness of, you know, that kind of command to be still is actually a comfort to the believer because we're like, oh yeah, this is just like a breathe in, breathe out, remember who God is. And like that brings down the anxieties and the stresses and doesn't mean that you're not suffering. It doesn't mean that your problems go away. It just puts you, it reorients you back to who you are and who God is. And when you have great promises, like what you read in, um, in, in those verses, then we can have peace. You know, we can have peace because he is there to comfort us and he is there to, you know, he is there. He will be the one to strengthen us in times of trouble. I mean, I know that in the past I've struggled with anxiety over Mm. various things, Mm. but basically for me it was sin. Mm. Um, And I would kind of like just get so worked up and so stressed out. And then I would just be like, no, do you know what? And I would like sing this song to myself and be like, be still my soul. The Lord does undertake to guide your future as he has the past. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, you know, my situation has not changed Mm -hmm. um, and there's nothing I can do. But I can be still and just trust God that he is sorting it out and that, you know, the waves and winds still know his voice. Mm -hmm. So everything else is under his command too. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So this is a great song um, in times of any time. It's great to sing any time. It's a great song. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Well, thank you so much for taking us through that kind of random and wonderful history of this song. And I definitely have a, a a greater appreciation for it. It always was nice to sing when I did sing it, but thinking a bit about, you know, how um, Eric Little experienced this song and how he shared it and just that, that's quite powerful uh, to think of. And I think we, in these verses we read, have a lot to chew on um, in reflecting in this song as well. So thank you, Kara. But I think that just about wraps up another episode of Him Partial. Um, if you liked what you heard in this episode, you should share it with a friend. Also, it'd be really cool if you were to leave us a five-star review on iTunes, um, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, if you feel so inclined. If you didn't like what you heard, uh, forget our name. <laughs> 
But until next time, we hope the Lord blesses you and keeps you. Bye.